Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is episode 26 of Lore Forge, the podcast with news, discussion, lore, and more on Ashes of Creation. And we are your hosts. I'm Jibs. But before we go on to the normal, the normal crew, we have surprise special guests with us on the show. These two are absolute titans in the Ashes of Creation community and have been creating for a very long time. And we are so stoked to have them here. From the Golden Feather Tavern, we have Chibi Bree. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I love it. It's right to the point. Yeah. Right to the hard-hitting stuff. That's right. Oh. Thanks for having us on. Oh, so welcome. And Vertex here. Hello, 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 Sweet everybody. Sweet, sultry tones. How's it goes? That's right. Your podcast may have the uh, biggest uh, spread between uh, <laughs> frequencies of two hosts. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Especially when I actually talk in my normal voice, because usually I have that, like, the telephone voice that we're customer service for so long, and on the phone, oh. I just got to have that, that friendly, outgoing voice, and that's kind of what I tend to use when I'm talking. But every once in a while, I just I slip into my normal, just like, my normal tone, it's usually a little bit more bassy like this. And, uh, yeah. Is it more angry yeah. than uh, do you feel like you've uh, you've caged in yourself the entire time during your customer service job and you just release it afterwards? <laughs> if anything, it actually it feels more relaxed. Oh, I want to. Cut. I feel like I'm a little bit more when I do my, my customer service voice. I'm a little bit more energetic. It's a little bit True. more high pitch. It's a little True. more like. Nah, 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 nah. I've heard him in his meetings. <laughs> Yeah. Does he come home and just kick down the door and be like, <laughs> Lucy, we'll see. I'm that, home. Would, that might be the case if he ever left. Yeah, fair enough. Oh. We're both blessed with that work from the pajamas job. I mean, work from home job. Oh, you both are? Pajamas, what pajamas? Nice. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> jealous. So, so jealous. That's awesome. Well, everybody who's here, whether you're watching over at Lower Forge Live or you're listening on your commute, however you're tuning in, thank you so much for pushing play, hanging out with us here on the podcast. And today it is all about Chibi Bree and Vertec. And then we're going to do a roundtable discussion on this is something we've been wanting to do for a while. And I'm really interested to hear Chibi Bree and Vertec's take on this. The discussion on the Mount Rushmore of NPCs and how that relates to Ashes of Creation. So I think it's going to be a good time. So we're just going to jump right into this, guys. So I'm going to start with Chibi here. And uh, what is your history with content creation? So um, I actually got into streaming on Twitch a long, long time ago. I think I want to say around... 2014 2015 is when i started my own twitch channel and i initially just streamed because i wanted to make friends in world of warcraft because i used to initially play with my dad and now at this point in my life i was a college student and living by myself so i was like i want friends but i also don't want to leave the house so let's find some video game friends <laughs> um and then it was over a few period of years that I ended up coming across the Ashes of Creation Kickstarter and joined that Discord and um, was invited on to a podcast, my first ever podcast. I felt so over my head, like I was just like, I don't know much about this. I don't know if I'm the right person to give my opinion, but I met a lovely lady named Aloha and we both were on this podcast together. Um, I believe it was DCN's podcast at the time. And um, 
that's kind of what got me into doing the um the whole podcast idea i really liked it from there oh that's um, awesome so yeah you were bitten we by the DCN. podcast bud uh podcast bug mm -hmm. yeah dcn the dungeon crawler network yep yeah. yeah we miss them yeah we really do yeah. especially in the ashes space Maybe. they were fantastic yeah. they were fun very very good now vertex was that kind of the same for you like as far as your history and content creation or is it like a different path for you mine is quite different actually mine started as i was doing an associate's degree in computer forensics and i needed to do an internship so i happened to find this website that was doing uh, ashes content um and actually let me rewind that i joined a guild for sotor and uh it happened to be guild umbra with uh, Hammer as the lead. Yeah. <laughs> and I found out that he had a website. And when I found out he had a website, I was like, hey, uh, you looking for an intern? Because I need to do an internship for this. And he goes, yeah, sure, why not? And he spoke for me. At that point, I found out that you know, he knew a lot about tech. And he was actually working a job at that point in just doing tech and traveling the country for tech and, and security products and stuff like that. And it kind of just fit. And uh, at first I was just doing updates for the website and then I started kind of hopping in on the podcast, which I was the quiet one because I was really shy about talking in front of people. Really shy, like really shy. He was really um, shy when we started ours too still, though. So. Yeah, I was really quiet <laughs> and I didn't talk much. So, uh, yeah, I was I was the quiet guy. And I don't know that that little seed right there kind of started something in me down the line when we when I found ashes or I mean honestly when we found ashes because it was like a three week spread between when we both found it. Mm -hmm. um, it just that that little seed just kind of perked right up as soon as she said that she she helped out on this other channel doing this thing and now she wants to do it and I said let's go. All right. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. I'm ready. Ready. We kind of brought it up to each other, and um, he was like, I was yeah. thinking of be having a podcast. I was like, I want to do a podcast, too. That was really fun. So, <laughs> DCN, you are the reason why we have a podcast. That's <laughs> so cool. I love it. I feel like everybody has some sort of origin story like that. It's such an interesting, connected world with all of us. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we even have some some connections with you guys going way back. That Guild Umbra reference is awesome. Oh, yeah. That yep. really, <laughs> really brings me back. But I, I wanted to ask you about uh, specifically Ashes of Creation. Like You have been around for a while, and there is a mm -hmm. lot of projects that are sort of floating around in the world. Why did you guys at such an early stage of this whole thing decide to really commit to uh, making content about Ashes of Creation? Because it seemed like such a great project. Like that's mm -hmm. that's really all the, all there is to it. I mean, there's a lot of detail behind it, but that's like the bold faced like lettering on the banner. Right. Because it's such a great project. Um, even to this day, like starting off right up, right off the bat, there were a few things where I said, eh, I could deal without that. But everything else sounds great. I mean, there's the nodes thing is amazing. You hear about uh, games that have, you know, cities that can grow and blah, blah, blah. But it's over time and it's like developer um, crafted and they control when it when it grows up and when it doesn't and when it's destroyed and all that. But this is literally player activity, not even player decision on we want to build out a, 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 a node here, like a, a city. Mm -hmm. They don't just decide to do that. It's wherever they spend the time is what grows. It just naturally evolves like that. Which is, it's kind of mind-blowing when you think about it. Like, they don't, they don't actively choose to do something uh, as far as create a civilization in one specific spot. They just happen to 
gravitate to an area along with so many other people and then just a town sprouts up and then a metropolis and suddenly it's a dominating force in the world when they were just there fishing because it was a really cool spot to fish. That's true. Chibi, I mean, do you have a, a similar sort of attraction to Ashes because of that? Or was there something else that sort of made you say, like, this is this is where we're going to live for a while? I'm going to be honest. Um, so I actually met Vertech in the Ashes Creation Discord. So for me, I was just getting done with doing my finals or like progressing through finals for college for that semester and i was exhausted of world of warcraft and i was looking around and i came across the original lazy peon video for the kickstarter and i saw all these videos for ashes creation i was like oh my gosh that's gorgeous i love how much they already have developed for this kickstarter um it looks promising it sounds exciting and this could be the next thing for me and um I jumped into the Discord. I started consuming what content they had out at the time. I asked Vertech if I could join in the Kickstarter, and he actually was the one to let me know that it just finished, like, two days before I joined the Discord, which I was <laughs> sad about because I had been deliberating it for a week. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be good. I'm going to put this off until after my finals, and then I'll, I'll check it out because I need to focus right now. And unfortunately, I missed the Kickstarter, but they did have the summer Kickstarter. And the more that I saw as they went through these development live streams, the more I was like, this is actually really interesting. I don't think anybody has done this before. I'm interested in seeing this through. And I don't know. It's from the beginning, we wanted to kind of give people various viewpoints and we initially created a podcast called the party of five to kind of reflect that so yeah it was just more of i loved hearing how other people had a different perspective from me on this game that seemed really interesting if you were a part of the community back then you would relate to the sentiment of how buzzed the entire community was there were people in the discord all the time talking about it theory crafting excitedly talking about like what they think could happen or what couldn't happen and what things might be like um and it was just the whole community was just vibrating with excitement over this game and it was contagious i have to say well it's it, i think it's awesome that you guys have had roots here for for so long and and i i will freely admit like i kind of had an idea that you guys had met around ashes but i it wasn't confirmed and i obviously like we weren't that's pretty personal stuff i wasn't going to ask you guys too too much about that but now that you've <laughs> offered it up i'm really excited to hear <laughs> guys matt um so like i i just i wanted to throw this out to you and and vertic I'll, I'll come to you first on this one with you two being in this space for for so long and i mean pretty much from the beginning i mean you talked about peon's very first video and of course lazy peon needs a mm -hmm. statue someplace in vera because the the guy has brought so many people to this game and i just right. it's just amazing he's put so many eyes on it um but with you guys being here for for such a long time from from the genesis of this project is there any one thing and like i said for you vertic that really sticks out in your mind as a pinnacle moment for you in the history of what Ashes of Creation is and does, any one moment. So, and this is gonna start off kind of, I guess, for lack of a better word, I guess, boring, like typical story, whatever, but like literally the very beginning, back in the Kickstarter era, 
and the summer uh, fundraising area and, and such. I have to say that was my favorite because just the the different cliques and the different uh, communities and the different guilds and whatnot that you just saw forming and organizing and creating their own discords and linking them over. And all mm. of them had like people who would stop into the discord for, for Ashes specifically and inter interrelate with each other and just like the different uh, like the espionage going on already from almost day one. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was really like watching and what I imagine anyway, watching the very first servers are going to be like when the game goes live is like exactly when the uh, Kickstarter and fun uh, summer funding um, times were because it was just it was bananas. There was intrigue. There was curiosity. There was chaos. There was, like I said, like different. Uh, you could say Metropolis is forming with all the different guilds that were that were forming that are still alive today. And some have fallen. Some have risen. Some have broken apart and shattered into multiple guilds. Some have formed multiple or one one giant guild out of multiples. It's been it's been crazy to just watch it. And I think that's that's why it's probably my favorite and like the pinnacle of my experience thus far is because it really it really was like watching what's going to happen when the servers go live yeah that kind of blows my mind a little bit that there would be the destruction of guilds already like we that's a whole other oprah show right to just talk about the oh absolutely the human factor right and <laughs> you know all of that stuff with, with a game that hasn't even launched um chibi what about you is there any one pinnacle moment that you could think of that really really sticks out in the history of ashes oh i'd have to say it's it's that initial wave of excitement excuse me I, i'm so emotional my voice is doing weird things it's that initial wave of excitement that you know <laughs> the, the community had with things we saw people making um one shots or ashes of creation themed things we saw people um just going crazy and just the excitement and love for this game that was initially there and i think over time has it died out sure i don't think it's died out in the terms of people aren't as interested it's more of like we've played the long game so you know that that excitement has been tempered down but every once in a while when you have things like the announcement of alpha 2 that excitement comes back and you see like a hint of what was initially there and i think that's an important part is like the reality is setting in that this is a, a long game, right? This is not a short term. This is not Blizzard or any of these other major names. You know, they're taking it slow. They're doing it correctly for what their vision is. And they're they're going through and building these things. And it's really awesome to see those. But I think right now for me, the excitement level is not even close to when the Kickstarter was fresh. But I cannot wait for it to get to that excitement hype level again. And I'm assuming that's either going to be kind of close when Alpha 2 is out and there's a lot more people that have access to it or launch comparatively. You know, it's so funny that you bring up Alpha 2 because that's my next question. Mm -hmm. uh, so, <laughs> uh, with believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> what a segue, Chibi. Well done. Um, so, <laughs> so with you talk about you know the the hype and the excitement generated around alpha 2 and we're going to be seeing that later this year but at least i, I totally agree I, I really think we are is that a so is there like a certain aspect of alpha 2 testing that you really can't look forward to to seeing to to going through testing giving feedback on oh man 
the two things I'm the most excited for is testing as soon as it's available all of the cleric secondary options because um, I'm gonna probably do cleric primary so testing all of the secondaries for it and then of course the crafting system that that's my bread and butter right there yeah so are you normally a crafter in all MMOs is that like your thing I, I definitely try to. Um, some MMOs make it more worthwhile than others. But yeah, I think that's th that's why it's the biggest importance to me is because, you know, there's so many missed opportunities in a lot of these games where World of Warcraft and other games, th it's there, but it's not as impactful as it could be. It doesn't matter as much as it could matter. And that just makes me sad because it's there, you know, and it's it's a it's a feature and it's like an ignored feature, almost. Yeah. What What are your professions like of choice right now for Ashes? Oh, I'm so excited to do alchemy. And then I'm kind of torn for my second one between herbalism or cooking. Yeah? Oh, it's so awesome. Those are both such solid choices. Cash and I always go back and forth with alchemy in, in uh, World of Warcraft. So I totally yeah. relate to that. <laughs> I World of Warcraft, it's usually alchemy and tailoring. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome there's something about picking your own flowers and making your own sodas out of them <laughs> just saying just saying fair enough fair uh, enough Vertec what about you what part of Alpha 2 do you look forward to testing oh, oh that is that is actually really tough just because I am most excited about literally just discovering everything that's fresh and new about a fresh and new game a fresh and new like everything about it but I kind of mimic what uh, Chibi was saying. I'm going to definitely try out all of the different flavors of tank. I'm going to try out all of the different flavors of X slash tank because I want to see how well any of them could be viable as an off tank so I can actually have a little bit of flexibility, you know? Yeah. But outside of that, I want to go I want to go and explore, and this is going to be a huge world to explore. Lots of nooks and crannies, a whole bunch of things to just find and do, and I want to find and do all of them. So I, I just have a real quick follow up to that. I'm, I'm actually I'm very interested to see how, how both of you are going to and it doesn't have to be a long answer, but um, how are you feeling that you're going to do it? Like, are you going to do exactly what you said and just dive into absolutely everything that you can touch? Or are you afraid of spoiling some stuff for launch? I'm not afraid of spoiling anything for launch. There's so much that can change between Alpha 2 and launch. I can't even begin. Um, however, I think it is vital, and as a person, and I actually dragged Vertec into this uh, side gig as well, but as a person who has done testing for other video games, I think it's important to consider the point of testing, and um, the importance there I'm thinking of is making sure things feel balanced and are working as you expect them to. and. I think it's an important thing to know, at least from Intrepid's perspective. If there's any secondary that doesn't feel like the primary secondary mixture is comparable to another primary secondary, they're probably going to be interested in knowing that so they can adjust it. That's at least my thought. Great point. Mm. So what you're saying is that you want to test during the Alpha 2 testing. Yes, Le exactly. Gasper. Preach. <laughs> Preach on, sister. I love it. <laughs> Like Gasper, who would do such a thing? <laughs> I know. And, you know, and this brings us to your content creator, uh, your unofficial content creator summit, because that was kind of one of the questions that a lot of people asked us yeah. here on the show. We we have 
uh, a sort of uniform opinion. And we sat down and we tied Cash to a chair and we gave him our opinions that he was to tell uh, <laughs> until he could not, you know, like it was it was like the winter soldier, right? Like he couldn't not tell those opinions. And one of those things was that we believe that Alpha 2 is for testing. So I, I want to ask, and I'll ask Vertec this first um, and then Chibi, Tell us about this content creator summit that you guys did. It was such a monumental thing with so many voices and so much going on. Like, how did this even start for you guys? Ooh, that's a that's a really loaded question because um, <laughs> it's literally been years in the making. We've been thinking about doing some things, as uh, and a couple of them are still going to be under wraps. But that this was one of them that. We'd kind of talked about a little bit here and there for a while, and it was mm -hmm. definitely a how can we, for one, make a community type event that will bring in as many people as possible with various viewpoints to actually discuss things, talk things over, while also encouraging a little bit of uh, um, collaboration in between them. Mm -hmm. Uh, show them how, you know, people can think alike and different all at the same time, while also at the same time making it a public event, like the entire thing as much as possible and incorporate viewers so they can feel like they're a part of it. And it took us so long to really try to think of something that we could possibly do. And this this just happened to be one thing that we could do that, that would incorporate a, a good bit of the community. And I, I think um, you may or may not have heard, but we're looking to do, do future ones. The first one was the uh, let's just... Let's just make it happen and see what occurs and let's see what we have to fix after the fact, right? Yeah. So we're looking to do every year, do an unofficial content creator summit, an official content creator summit, which we couldn't do that yet, right? Right? Well, hopefully everybody we talk to is going to be an official content creator next time. And then one for guilds, which is going to be the spicy one. Yep. <laughs> That's going to be the spicy one. <laughs> and then one for role players who I identify as role-playing in the game as part of my major identity, and that's what I really try to do all the time is actually role-play. Are they going to role-play in the... <laughs> like, how are you going to pull that one off? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> there could be some role-play portions to the event. Oh, my gosh. How could like a not? king's roundtable. <laughs> Everybody's in character and in costume. Honestly, I would like that, but... There's a lot of people that are part of the roleplay community that they're like, I'm just kind of text-based. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I get it. That's right. Yep. There are yep. so many AI voices out there now, they could probably just type it out and it would speak for them. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Chibi, what did, you, uh, what did you think about the, uh, the Content Creator Summit? How did you enjoy it? It was very fun. Honestly, um, I'm going to be completely honest with this. So... We tried getting everybody lined up with plenty of time to get everything ready and some chaos happened on our back end of everything and we ended up having like the week leading up to was the week we were getting everything everything sorted um just because we had a few people either not respond or back out because of like real life stuff happening and it wasn't until Vertec was putting out the list of like, this person has this question for one minute and then everybody has this much time to respond and then we began realizing just how much of an undertaking 12 people was <laughs> for a content creator summit and i was like we don't get to question two it's like four or five hours longer <laughs> so 
you know, we have a list of things like this is what we learned from, you know, this is what we, we might do differently in the future and that we're going to work on adjusting for the next time. But it was still fun. I honestly, I had a blast. Um, it, eight hours is a long time, but it also flew by really quickly. And I, I loved I like the chat, the community, the community gave me energy throughout that whole thing. They were the breath of energy that we needed and the fact that they were vibing and they were liking it and that they were there for it really helped push the rest of it along. And I just, I enjoyed, along with a lot of the community, everybody enjoyed hearing all the different perspectives of, um, you know, all the content creators. And um, Wizzy's asking, it was eight hours. And it may, it may not have been eight hours on your end, it was eight hours on our end in the back <laughs> while we're getting all the content creators together and everything and yeah it ended up being six hours and 50 minutes of edited video yeah whoa so, whoa whatever that says to you goodness <laughs> yeah it says a lot to us <laughs> we know how long it takes sometimes to edit like a 10 minute video let alone do something that's that that's that long so yeah and i mean understandably you put us behind on our other content a little bit but you know we've been trying to stay on top of everything still so you learn and you you, uh, you progress and you grow that's right. Give me one thing that you guys would uh, give me one thing that you guys would change for the next time you did it. Like once one thing it walking away from this thing is like, well, we're changing that. For me, I would I would change making sure that we nail down all of the people that are going to be a part of it at least two weeks beforehand. So we're not mm. doing everything the week of. We have a little bit more time to relaxedly in our free time, get it together um, instead of rush and try to push everything together in the same week. Vertec, what are you what are you changing? I think that's pretty much the big one, to be honest, because we started out reaching out to people. I want to say it was like two months ahead. Mm -hmm. It was in either October or November when we first started reaching out to people like, hey, we're trying to do this thing. Are you interested? And we gathered a couple of people here or there. And by like the beginning of December, um, we we had everybody kind of gathered and then we're like, OK, so we need your questions. And then we just kind of let it go. Until yeah. like the beginning of January, we're like, Okay, so what are we doing with all this now? Um, yeah. So I think I think the key goal is going to be to to hit people up within a, a, a good time frame, like a month, to give them plenty of time to to set aside a couple hours in a day. Yeah. But then like a lot more of a hot time frame on getting everything early, get it done, get it polished, get it ready to go, so everyone can look at it and be comfortable with exactly how it flows, mm -hmm. and have a pre-summit meeting. Oh, where we get everybody in yeah. and we actually go over everything. Let's get everybody together for 30 to 40 minutes. That's it. Just literally to do a quick walkthrough of everything and say, do you have questions? That's good. Well, my experience trying to wrangle these two guys, I cannot even oh fathom gosh. what it would be like to wrangle 12. <laughs> <laughs> even after that explanation, which was fantastic, I can see them both like peering at me like, you better have said that you're going to be there right away and you better have gotten your questions in early. And I did. <laughs> yes. I Thank you. I did. Way to represent. That was golden. Was golden. Oh, my gosh. No, that, um, that actually, when I, when I think... When I think on that and I think about that, that whole experience, um, for me personally, it was, that was one of my bullet points. That is one of my, my pinnacle moments so far in, a, in the ashes space was that day. Um, I had a, I had a blast, mm -hmm. had a great time. 
Um, luckily, I have a very strong support system with all of the nerdy, geeky, dorky stuff that I like to do. And my <laughs> girls were just like, no, nah, dude, go do your thing. So um, you'll notice like I cycled out and then I came back because I was like, OK, yeah. this is super cool. Um, and I really had a good time. And I, I, I think a majority of that was just because it was structured. I like structure in my mm-hmm. life. So it was it was structured. You guys did an amazing job keeping the cats herded because that can be a very spirited group of people. <laughs> Content creators are type A's, right? Like they, they're going to control a room. And and yes. everybody did such a great job with trying to keep uh, their answers short. Although each one of those topics, every one of those people could have gone an hour. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Easily. You know, just just oh, yeah. doing their thing. So, um, yeah, I just... I'm going to move on to the next question for you for you both. But I really wanted to get this in here when we were talking to you and just give you kudos to that, because I can imagine the work that went behind that. And I think that was a wonderful, positive forward step again for the for the entire Ashes of Creation community. I just think it was amazing. So well, thank you so much. Thank you very very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah. it was a very honor. Thank you. Okay, so now. Now we'll get to something a little bit more fun, maybe a little bit more. Um, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but maybe I'm going to ask for a, for a different answer here on this one. I'm going to go to Chibi first on this. But Uh-oh. when you think about <laughs> Ashes of Creation as a game, yes. and you think of all the things in that wonderful Lazy Peon video that he just laid out and put in front of so many people, including a bunch of content creators that were like, oh, God. That's my game, right? Yeah. Like the guy is just, he's, he's the Dovahkiin right now to me when it comes mm-hmm. to Ashes of Creation besides Steven. Anyway, you think of all those wonderful mechanics in this game and all those things that we're going to have to look forward to in Alpha 2 and, and, uh, and pregame and beyond. What is one aspect of the game that you see every time you see it just makes you smile and just makes you say, that's for me? Honestly, I don't think I really have an answer one. Um, and the reason why is because there's not one independent thing. It's how everything works together, right? It's the fact that any sort of decision that you make as the player touches so many different things and affects so many different things that it's widespread. And I think that that is really unique. And I love the fact that your choices really matter in this game. It's not just another... I mean, we were playing um, Classic WoW with our guild for a little bit, and there was that raid that you had to complete, and every time somebody completed it, you would hear the same prompt over and over happening in Dalaran, right? Like, oh, adventurers, this person has defeated a great evil, da-da-da-da-da. Like, five minutes later, the same thing would play. And then there's, like, you know, like, cheerful, like... um, (laughs) fireworks happening up in the sky and you're like okay cool you're like the 10th person today good job guys yeah, oh you're the dover king too yeah i'm the dover right? king it's so our ongoing dover king joke <laughs> it's just one of those things like i i like it you know i like that you're the hero of your own story not the story that the world has already set out for you you know, you make what you want of the game, not the game chooses what your path is. And I, I just, I like that. 
I love it. So it's kind of everything all together in one package. Yeah. Is what makes your gaming gaming experience that's, or at least well. That's honestly what sold me was their whole plan on how it's all super player driven. All right. All right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Vertex. <laughs> I'll allow it. Now, you know, I'm, I'm going to say on the surface level, my answer is basically the same, but the details are a lot different <laughs> because uh, despite how uh, recently I may be griping about some things, you know, I may have had a couple gripes about a few things, but I've been all sunshine and rainbows since like day one. And I was like, you know, what? at one point it's like, you know, what? I can actually dwell a little bit on the things I don't like just because I, I feel like talking about them. But in the end, it really is that, as Chibi was saying, the, the feeling of player agency in the world. You do something and everything reacts. Everything's connected in some way, shape or form. Everything that you do is going to influence something somewhere. That, that, feels, that feels great to me. And not in the, again, as she was saying, the you're the, the, you're the, 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 the prophesied hero of the world. You're going to save. You're the only one that can do it. Meanwhile, that same NPC is like, I'm going to hold off the apocalypse over here. You handle the elephant with a hammer over there, okay? <laughs> you have to stop him. Yeah, yeah. the, uh, the NPC that, that gives you a job and just stands there and watches you and never helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, they're, but they're literally holding, like, their one hand on a door and, like, little end of the world is on the other side and you just have to face, like, the guy that has a gun. Like, who, he's the guy that I'll stab him with my big old sword. It's fine. But if the NPC over there lets his hand off that door, everybody's screwed. But I'm the yeah. prophesied one to save the world. Okay, okay. It just yeah. feels so manufactured and weird. Yeah. So the, the fact that everybody is just kind of a nobody, but also a somebody at the same time, like you can, you can influence this story, but you're not like a king or a prophesied hero. So yeah. relax. Your yeah. boots are going to be worn by the next person if you die, so deal with it. <laughs> well, that's morbid. <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> but that's life. Oh, and, I mean, yeah, it's, it's exactly. a dose. I mean, buried in boots. my boots at least. <laughs> it's a small I mean, dose of realism in our games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's replaceable. Absolutely. I love that. That's such a sentiment around here about just how... You know, if we, I know we already said it, but you know, you're not the Dovahkiin. You're not the one hero that was born the, like the, every 1,000 years, you know, the person. And so, yeah, uh, just absolutely cash. I think we have a rapid fire round for him, don't we? Yes, this is a surprise. Oh, boy. These, these oh, are, is a fun fact. Yeah, so we've done, we've done this in the past when we've, when we've done some interviews, and we specifically wanted to do a rapid-fire round with both of you. The okay. rules are very simple. Okay. You don't yeah, need to put any thought into these questions. It's like one-word one word answers, and and just super quick. I'll just kind of, I'll kind of fire them off to you. So okay. when I do these, I'll ask a question, and of course, ladies first. We're going to go to Chibi first, and then her husband. And then, uh, and then we'll just go through. There's not that many of them. There's just a few, but okay, okay. give us some. I'm just flavor. saying that's what the taco shop knows me as down the street. I'm <laughs> they know yeah. Bree's name, and I'm just Bree's husband. That's my name. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. When I grab tacos, like, oh, you're Bree's husband. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and literally, I was announced by life. like yeah. uh, Bree's husband. Your food's ready. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
Su- yeah, such is the fate of every husband in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, ladies first, always, of course. Oh my gosh. Okay, are you guys ready for this? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, okay, super fun. So here we go. I'll count it down. Three, two, one. Chibi, what's your favorite node type? Economic, military, divine, or scientific? Divine. Vertex. Scientific. Chibi, what's your chosen class? Clerk. Vertex. Thank. Chibi, what's the launch year for Ashes of Creation? Twenty twenty six. The launch year. Twenty twenty seven. Okay. Very good. Very good. The launch year. Okay, Chibi. Last video game you played. Oh crap! <laughs> oh, Overwatch. <laughs> no wait, Power World. <laughs> okay, good. A recent game. That's good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Vertex. Last game you played. Horizons are done. Very good. Okay, now last question, Solid. last question. This one's very important for the future of Ashes of Creation. Okay? Okay. Serious face. Chibi. Pizza with pineapple or not? Yes. Yep. Wow! Man! Zero thought. Zero thought. Wow! That wasn't even a question. That was just... That was the intro to the statement of life. A dagger! (laughs) Painless! See, that was painless. (laughs) It was, it was. Wow! Oh, boy. No hesitation. Happy says he's taking back all his donos. (laughs) Um, So, fun fact. As a Sicilian person, um, I actually like making pizzas with white sauce which is the um, Alfredo sauce. And that is actually really, really good with that light little bit of citrus as well, because you've got the creamy and you've got the citric. Hang and it on tastes really good. Wow. one second. Are you yep. saying an Alfredo sauce pizza with pineapple on it? And chicken, yes. And chicken? Yes. <laughs> Okay, Baron Chef, make it happen. <laughs> actually, actually, she said two things that were that were very interesting to me. Number one, I love freaking pizza and white sauce. And number two, it's probably because I also, my friend, am 100% Sicilian. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I, this is Ooh. my theory on why I'm so short. Because I heard Sicilian women are short, and I'm four foot ten, right? So I'm like, I think, I think that's where like the Sicilians coming in. I must. I be think there's a good because I'm six three. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least women. At least women. I don't know about the men. I don't know about the men. <laughs> I think there's a good chance that one of the other three of us are going to end up at the bottom of a river. That's true. Point. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I do. Well, the, the funny part is, is that is that both of my parents are from the old country. I'm literally the first generation here, and my dad oh, nice. has. Mafia stories. Oh, my, yes, like legit mafia stories. Black hand, my, yeah. And my dad's from Palermo. So okay. like that's <laughs> where the Corleone family's from. They're kind of known. So I'm the second generation here. Awesome. Or third. Third generation. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. My great grandparents came over in the twenties on the boat. Paisan. Oh, that's awesome. I love yeah. it. That's so Very cool. cool. That's so cool. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna start with Vertec on this. Uh, mainly okay. because you brought up the NPCs earlier, as far as you know, not being the Dovahkiin and all that. So, <laughs> when it comes to the Mount Rushmore of NPCs in gaming, like if you had a list, and I'm not saying like you know you have to like go through every single like number one for one of every single one of them, but like if you had to 
if you had to think maybe like what are your top three or top five or top two whatever npcs in a game that really impacted you like it changed your whole experience it made the game for you what are those <laughs> it's not a loaded question at all i promise <laughs> you can't say mario what are those npcs one? why not <laughs> it changed my life oh man Mount Rushmore NPCs. <laughs> Holy cow. I saw, that, I saw that really quick earlier when I was gazing through the notes, and I was like, what's that even mean? All right, I'll have, to, I'll have to figure out what that's all about later. Yeah, so you know what? Like, seriously, no stress. Maybe even just one. See, because that's um, the... Um, and I forget her name, but it was just listening to her story and listening to, to impacts and choices along the way. But it was... Um, the the lady that like locked herself in the in well I don't know who out there hasn't played Horizon Zero Dawn this is like my second playthrough but uh the the main NPC lady that you really only hear her voice and you kind of see her in the holograms once or twice that ended up being like the mother figure um but was also trying to like save the human race at the same time as uh kind of prevent it all from being lost in the first place just listening to that story was bananas and just seeing the rise and fall of someone mm. Mm. like a civilization because of honestly hubris really <laughs> yeah that game is on my list i seriously have to play yeah. that game i i highly yeah. recommend it honestly I've i do never heard a bad thing about that game i really haven't nobody's yeah. ever said that they didn't like playing that game yeah you have to like story and you have to be okay with the the difficulty is not crazy hard at first you can't make it really hard until you beat it once, and then you have to beat it again to make it harder, and beat it again to make it harder. You can't just jump to the super difficult. Aren't they doing a live action but, of that of that IP? Has anyone else heard that? Maybe it's an MMO. I have I not. Know they're doing the MMO. An, I know they're doing an MMO. MMO, that's what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Bananas. Really? But yeah, that and the um, yeah. Bioshock Infinite. Um, and again, I forget her name because it's been forever since the game came out, since I've actually played it. But... Uh, if I recall correctly, she was the little the little girl in the first Bioshock that ended up growing up as time went on, or the daughter of the the woman. I forget how the time thing worked out, but she was in like the Bioshocks. Was it Elizabeth? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it was Elizabeth. But I'm trying to remember how she factored yeah, into the first one with how the time bend works in the, in all that series. That's uh, I remember growing up watching my um, nephews playing this game and I, I had never played it ever and I just know there's this giant dude he looks like he's in a metal casing and there's this sweet little girl so that's all I saw yeah and that's the that's the, the like specifically that's the one but I think it I think she tied to Elizabeth in some way shape or form but yeah the little girl right there because it was like oh my gosh I gotta help this child yeah what's going on right and it's just that that drove the entire experience and this Bioshock like the first Bioshock in general was just so intense. It was really like a groundbreaking type game, just yeah. the way it played mm -hmm. out. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that little girl right there really drove it. Really drove it home for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Chibi, what about you? Oh man. So when you say like Mount Rushmore of NPCs, you're talking about like the best NPCs that we've experienced, yeah. essentially. In your opinion, okay. yeah. like what's the what's on your list? Okay, so I'm probably gonna get hate for this, and I'm completely ready for this, but. But pre-reign, Sylvanas, she was so very misunderstood. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> she, she was just trying to do what she thought was right. And, you know, before she became chieftain or whatever of the Horde, um, she was just 
a very misunderstood character. And it was very interesting to see her perspective on everything and her just trying to do what she thought was right, even though everybody else was condemning her for her choices. Do you feel like she was ready to be chieftain? Just like as a sidebar? Honestly, I I was campaigning for her to be chieftain before she was actually chieftain. But after she became chieftain, I was like, this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? What have what I, I done? done? <laughs> she got gnarly. There's no Ooh. doubt about that. There were some of those cutscenes where I was staring at it just going, yeah. what the hell is this woman doing? She's I crazy. I, I strictly remember the first time there was like that, like, watch your clever mouth, B word. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped. Yeah. Yeah, uh, how can this be Warcraft? How did you do that to me? I was like, what did, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, I love, I absolutely love that you pulled a Warcraft reference out of that. Because, like, you know, we, we are still playing Warcraft, like, we're still playing work. <laughs> we go, that is the one game that we go back to all the time. And um, a lot of the times that we played that game, we had just played it for progression and, you know, to do mythic stuff and, you know, kind of bounce around from character to character. But I would say in the probably in the past year or two, we've we've really dove into learning as much lore about the game as we can because it, the story of Warcraft really is it's phenomenal it, it truly is a phenomenal experience I have to say if you have not seen any of their like 2D art storyline things like there's the Jaina one there's this there's the Sylvanas one there's um, I think Ashara um, like those so good honestly it really hits home the the sound craft the the voice work everything ah yeah the ones with like the little almost like the moving storyboard kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. Like the, yeah. 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 yeah the Jaina one made me cry oh that was good I love Jaina I'm such a I'm a huge Jaina fan um and I play Alliance too so I guess it, it kind of tracks but th- these are the kind of things like you see how passionate we are just about a story in a game like number one that's why we nerd out about lore Period. Yeah. Uh, and, and we fully realize that like lore is not for everybody. But when you really get behind a game and you love a game and you love an IP, you will defend it to the death. And I think that's kind of where we're at with games like Warcraft. And then obviously we're big Star Wars fans. So the same thing. It's like why, it's why people get passionate about Lord of the Rings and all the stuff. And that is that is our hope. And our and that's really, really what we want. It's our it's our dream for Ashes. To have this IP with characters that we can get behind yeah. and that we love and we, we love to see them again. And I think that's a big reason why, why we're kind of talking about NPCs tonight and, and about what the Mount Rushmore of, you know, your personal favorites out there are and kind of what we hope for, for Ashes to be. Yeah. You know, do you have any, any follow up on it or anything or anything else that you wanted to say? I was just going to go into my Mount Rushmore, but. No, that was that was the one that really like outside of the one Vertag mentioned. Like these, this is the one that really stands out to me the most. I'd have to say, like I literally was so behind her as a character before Mm. BFA. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> before the dark times. Yeah. 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 BFA did it did make a bit of a turn there, but you know I will say she was the rendering, and I'm gonna say this just for Jaina, like the rendering for Jaina, that is where I truly became a Jaina fan because when I saw that, if you've never played the BFA storyline, there is a cutscene at the very beginning where oh. she's there with her dad. Oh, that just. Mm-hmm. I'm a dad. I'm a dad of a daughter. It just Did you see the video me. for her? Yes. With with the the anchor necklace and the whole yes. song. Oh. Unbelievable. Yep. yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. But see, like that's what I'm talking about. The the love for these characters and these NPCs and the way that you can just rally behind them. So I had I had a few that for my own Mount Rushmore that, that were really very um very influential for me in in my history of gaming and just really stuck out in in my memory and i think uh, one of the big ones for me way back in the day was cortana and she's mm-hmm. she oh. was the uh, the yeah. ai partner for master chief nice was that pull. one of yours jibs no that was way out of left no. field for me that was awesome okay. pull. good <laughs> you looked no. at me like you were so disappointed <laughs> no i'm just like oh that's genius <laughs> how dare you <laughs> How do you yeah. feel about Na- how do you feel about one. Navi from Zelda? <laughs> Man, oh my gosh. Hey, she's listen. not on my list. Hey. I mean, she's, hey, yeah, does anybody have a flash water? Navi. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did say most impactful, right? You didn't yeah. say how yeah. impact was there, or perhaps that stupid black black blob from Black Desert Online. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Yes. Oh. I've never wanted a can of raid so bad in my life. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? I never I never played that the uh, the Legend of Zelda game with Navi in it. Never played that one. But the funniest cosplay I've ever seen in my life was a couple's cosplay and oh it was a God. link that was running like almost speed running through the the main entrance way of a convention center looking over his shoulder and hiding behind poles and hiding on like under the stairs and like running and like at full speed just gone and by the time everybody finally processed what had happened and started to go about their life in runs this little fairy dressed girl going listen like listen 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 just all running full speed me, in the same direction. All this is listen. giving me is listen, Linda, listen vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen, 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 Linda. Listen, the chat. Linda. I mean, the chat was right on it right away. As soon as, uh, mm-hmm. as soon as we asked the question, uh, Gone Crazy back soon said, "Do you know how long I've been looking for you?" Oh, Stuga, Stuga from Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was a real peach. <laughs> Um, okay, so let me go to a couple others here. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to give Elder Scrolls their, uh, their due here. Um, so another one for me was Parthenax, the, the very, probably one of the most famous dragons in all of gaming was Parthenax. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that kind of uh, guides the Dovahkiin along and teaches him how to get shouts and all that stuff. So he was a big one for me. Another one, a Jib, you like this one, Dog Meat from Fallout. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. He was the German Shepherd. He was the, your mm-hmm. your character's German Shepherd, yeah. and he was always finding something useful for the player and rooting things out, and I just thought that was, like, a very cool take on, yeah. on a, an animal companion. I'm like, you know what? That animal companion is an NPC. So guess yeah. what? He's on my list. 
in many cases in my in, in or in many uh, instances in my case in many forgotten um quick loaded save games where i just he jumped in front of a bullet and stopped me from dying and so i had to quick load back to the last save so i didn't lose him then i realized yeah. i didn't really lose Aww. him right i so. will restart a damn game to not lose my dog <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Honestly, the game that made me restart it was uh, Dragon Age. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I yes. got so upset because I lost my sister in that game yeah. that I restarted the entire game because <laughs> I didn't know which decision I made that made her made me lose her. Oh, you're man. a good gamer. You're a good sister. Yeah. Oh, that's oh good. my goodness. All right, I got good. one more. Last one. Last one. And I'm this one. I'm really I want to tie this one into into Ash's lore because I would love to see a character like this that we could see from time to time throughout the world. Kind of like the Mike the Liar thing where you see Mike the Liar pop up the Khajiit from Elder <laughs> Scrolls. You see that, <laughs> that cat pop up all the time. Um, but Deckard came from Diablo. You guys remember Deckard Cain? Stay a while and listen. <laughs> he was the storyteller from Diablo. And I would love to have some kind of an archivist or um, a chronologist or storyteller that we would find or see in that tells the story of Vera in different parts of the world. And you just don't know where that NPC is ever going to be. I think things like that these types of memorable NPCs really help to add flavor to a game and like and endear players to certain aspects of the game when you have when you have NPCs like that. So that's my hope for Ashes. That's good. JB, do you want to go or do you want to go last? Uh, I can go. Yeah. Uh, easy. I'm just going to give one. Um, Malgus. Darth Malgus from Star Wars Old Republic. Hmm. I love baddies, and whether okay, it's movies okay. or games, whatever it is, I love those big baddies. And I'll never forget when I saw the Deceive trailer. I still go and watch it on YouTube from time to time, just because it's just like one of the oh my gosh moments ever. If for any dark side fan like me in Star Wars that loves that side of the Force, and you get to watch it all happen in front of you. Oh my gosh, I was blown away at the time. I couldn't wait to to play the game and it just became such a monumental thing to me and and that kind of like coincided with me with Ashes of Creation a little bit because it it begged the question to me like does Ash and, Ashes of Creation need that big baddie, that single NPC that that kind of drives the narrative at the onset, which so many games do or is like what's that going to look like because in a game that's so player driven and refreshingly player driven it you know it's just like is that going to be the same is it going to be different i don't know but for me it was definitely i think definitely malgus malgus was such an iconic character um because they sold the whole game around it you know we we knew malgus before we even touched that game and so the the level of excitement to just find out more and more about him and i you know uh, I still got the Mal. You can't see it on the camera because it's one shelf up. It. But my Malgus statue is up there. Yeah. It's uh, it's just one of those things that like that is that is such a good pull for the big baddie. Uh, I'm not sure um, that question. We're gonna put that one on a back burner, I think, because I think that question that you asked whether Ashes of Creation needs the big bad 
or mm. whether or not an MMO should be driven around a big bad like a Malgus. Um, I mean, that's a conversation unto itself. That's a great question. True. Well, l- l- let me throw this one at all you guys. Do you think that... Do you think that as a player in Ashes of Creation, we need to see, we need to fight? Please, God, no. Um, I'm not trying to lead you, but we need to fight the others in the Ancients? Mm, I think that that's uh, already going to be a thing for those that are viewing themselves as holy and paladin and things like that. Um, But I also think that people who are maybe more like, well, let's hear their side of things first, might not fall into that, like, perception. Ooh, I like that. The opposite side. You know what I would kind of really like to see in in this, the next great MMO? I would like to see us not fight the others mm. at all. Like, we never touch them. Why? Because there's, what, three of them? And there are seven of the other? The, the Like, the, the, the original, like, the seven? And then three that went all, like, twisted? Why do we, like, returning back from a planet that they couldn't, like, save or whatnot in the beginning, why do we have to take over and beat, like gods why won't the other seven just like pick up their pick up their 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 irons and start pumping them and get some bigger muscles you know learn how to do the job better the second time around <laughs> and it's literally a backdrop during our confrontations and and our engagements and whatnot yep. and yep. that would be really neat like it's it would literally be something occurring in the background while we are trying to take out their minions that you know, the seven can't really face because they're trying to be good people, etc. So they're not as practiced in, you know, murder and slaying and ravaging the, you know, the land and stuff like that. So they have to really try. But we got to take out their minions. I kind of like that. I kind of like the idea that, like, we are not capable of dealing with that. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. sort of like, okay, stay in your lane here, blacksmith. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Sonny, what's your what's your top of the list for your, your NPCs? All right, I got three of them. I got three that, that came in mind, and uh, one of them is actually from a game that, that Chibi mentioned. And so two of them are like honorable mentions, and one of them gets, uh, gets a medal here. So uh, the one from the game that Chibi mentioned was Morrigan from Dragon Age. Morrigan mm. was a spectacular character rooted in the King Arthur... Uh, Morgana uh, type of, of uh, backdrop. I just thought that character was extremely well fleshed out in that game, and I really, really cared about her. I was not willing to go out and not have Morgan with me. She was very important to my gameplay, and, th- and that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Like, we're talking right. about when you're playing a game that you have this emotional attachment to this NPC character. Um, one of the other ones is more on a on a personal level, because we, uh, all of us, I believe, uh, were able to have conversations with the actress that played her, and that is Vet from SWOTOR, and that was voiced by Kat Tabor. Uh, just a real important moment, I think, for us as podcasters, uh, all doing our own sort of thing, was to experience what it was like to you know, to, to ask a person questions who is doing this very, very strange thing, right? Like you are giving life to all of these different characters that have different personalities, but yet you are chosen based on your personality to do that. It's just such a 
unique type of uh, living that she was that she was making. And so, you know, when that game came out, I think that we all uh, really wanted to spend some time with Vet, the character, to just get that full experience. Uh, so that was that was really cool. Just uh, just a real quick note on on Cat Tabor. Um, she not only voiced Vet, um, but she also did um, Padme. In the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. yep, like that was her main thing. Huge role, yeah. huge, nice. yeah, huge role. And we, um, yeah, we were, we were very, very lucky to get to, uh, to interview her. And I actually, still keep up with her, believe yeah. it or not. Yep, <laughs> excellent. On Instagram, yeah. I still keep up with Cat. Nice. She's just a, a tremendous human being. Yeah. Uh, in the in the things that she's done, so that's a good pulse, honey. I like that. I like that one a lot. And then the one that I think um, I don't have any personal connection to or anything like that, but this NPC was just. It was a mind-blowing sort of experience when I played the game, and then it was an even more mind-blowing experience when I was doing the University of Coruscant, um, and I had to research this. I did a season on dark side uh, characters, and Kreia, or Treya, uh, came up, and just... The level of depth, the game was SWOTOR, or pardon me, SWOTOR, KOTOR 2, and you had this woman who basically taught me what existentialism means, and then you have, so existentialism is is all about being in the moment, right? Like, what you're doing is defining who you are. There is Is nothing else. Yeah, it's like diegetic. It's a a slightly more expensive word Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Scrabble-wise. But like your your existence is defined by what you do, right? That is what it is. But then to to have that juxtaposition of the Jedi and the Force and this whole concept of like you're, it's the will of the Force, right? Like it's fate. You don't, you just go with the will of the Force. And she's an existentialist. And so it is, it was just crazy. And you go back and you look at that game and it's a text game, right? Like you have a lot of long conversations with these NPCs and she's, she's more or less teaching and all of this stuff. And it's just crazy to try to wrap your brain around this company, BioWare, creating a, a character with that level of depth inside yeah. a universe that is space wizards and lightsabers, right? Like, it's it, mm-hmm. it, yeah. that one really was a special thing for me. It's more than space wizards and lightsabers. It's more <laughs> yeah, than it's existentialist old ladies. <laughs> I was like 14 <laughs> learning about philosophy when I was playing that. You I know. know. Like- <laughs> Forcing your so finding you know. the deeper messages. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But that one, that one was. Uh, I I could not go without without speaking about her because it just. Nuts, right? Like that's that's video. That's modern video games. It's not Mario jumping over the platform. It's these kind of developers that are able to put their craft in, like the storytelling and the writing and the the depth of characters. And then you combine that now with tremendous voice actors and voice actresses that are bringing life to these things. And it's it's just a golden age for these kind of things. And it, and it doesn't show any signs of slowing down whatsoever. Right. There's some stuff I really miss actually getting the chance to play with when it comes to Star Wars things, because I didn't actually learn a lot about anything Star Wars related and MMO combinations until Star Wars The Old Republic. And then 
I got to play that on a very old X's game. And then when I was a Vertex, we tried getting it to work on my PC, and my PC said, nope. <laughs> denied. denied. Straight up denied me. Vertex could play it just fine. Me, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. It just doesn't want to load the game. I don't know why. That's true. It would get to, like, the starting menu and just lock and look weird and not be able to do a thing. Yep. I gave up on trying to play it, sadly. It's a sign from the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the game you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Nice ball. Well played. Well played. Oh, that's good. So where can, as we get ready to wrap up here, where can our listeners find all of your content and all your socials, all the things? If they want to come to to see Chibi Bree and Vertec, where do they need to go? Honestly, we worked really hard to make our social the same across every single platform. Um, after the job that I joined, this is the first thing that I changed. So we are just TGF Tavern across all of the socials. Oh, well so. done. Well yeah. done. Lucky you being able to get that. <laughs> no yeah. kidding, right? That. <laughs> we, we used to be like the Golden Feather Tavern without an ER. It was just T-A-V-R-N. <laughs> And then, you know, there was like a, a few others where it wasn't exactly matched. And um, then I learned that every priority. platform was different by yeah. like a letter or two here or <laughs> like, there. So just it's like, because of like mm-hmm. maximum allowances for usernames, you know. So the Golden Feather Tavern as one word was like way too long for some of them. But yeah, I, one of the things that I, I invested time in was just sitting there and searching on like all of the socials we wanted to be a part of, like TGF Tavern and the Golden Feather and just different topic, like different usernames and just seeing whichever one was available on all of them. As soon as I saw it was available on all of them, locked it down. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, that is a content creator's uh, nightmare, right? Yeah. yeah. Being, having to lock down yeah. all kinds of socials and yeah. stuff. To this day, I'm Bree underscore on Twitch or on Twitter. Or X now because somebody else has the username of TB Bree and they've never used Twitter a day yeah. in their life. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was Same thing us. With Vertec. Say, really? Same thing with Vertec. Oh my gosh. There's a person, there's somebody with one, I think they're following one person and three people are following them and they've never had activity since like. They're just squatting on it. They want the payoff from you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They have, they have one like, they have one uh, retweet that's something about like. Uh, personal organizers <laughs> gathering or something like that, or virtual assistants gathering or something like that. So I was like, "What? What is this even?" From again, like the dawn of Twitter, and there's never been any other activity. Uh, I keep yeah. staring at it every like at least once a month. I go, "Is at Vertech event?" Nope, it's it's still not available. Yeah, that was the same thing for us with Loreforged. That's what we had to throw the HQ on the end, just because there was like one guy who had Loreforged in it was like from like eight or nine years ago with like one tweet. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally relate. Somebody's driving around the state of Iowa with an R two D two license plate that pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> I am R two D T O. Should I piss you off or should you go find them and become? Oh, best I'm friends? gonna find. I'm gonna find them. <laughs> I'm gonna steal their license plates. Yeah, all you gotta do is steal the plate, put it on your car, put it on my car. (laughs) (laughs) Diabolical. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Trade them. It's fine. They do it all the time. Oh, that's fine. Oh, my gosh. It's all this in a movie. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Podcasters kidnapped. 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, everybody. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. This was Lore Forge, the podcast on Ashes of Creation. If you enjoyed your time here, let us know how we're doing. Most importantly, go over to TGF Tavern. Make sure you are listening to the Golden Feather Tavern. These are two lovely people. And make sure, in addition to reviewing our show, you review... Maybe I can talk, I promise. I'm a professional, I promise. Uh, Use your words. I'm trying. I'll sound it out real slow. Uh, Yeah, give us some reviews. Give us all reviews. They're fantastic people. All right, there. There's that. That's... That was cringeworthy. All right, so anyway. Way to go. I know, I know. There was just no coming back from that, Clark. Uh, Anyway, we do have a review here. It's from Zen Marksman of the United States of America. It says, this podcast is beyond incredible. It's a perfect blend of amazing insights, engaging discussions, and a touch of humor that keeps me hooked every time they stream. It feels like uh, hanging out with my buddies, and the host's passion for Ashes of Creation shines through, making each episode not just informative, but genuinely enjoyable if you're a fan of the game or just love entertaining podcasts this is a must listen five stars all the way zen marksman i think you're here in chat thank you so much friend thank was, you zen that was super much kind of i saw zen marksman earlier for sure yeah. yeah good dude good dude i think the touch of humor he was talking about was when you try to pronounce normal words <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, happens to us. That's hurt. That's hurtful. Yeah, cash. why you gotta be like that? Oh, I know. As intended. As intended. <laughs> it's doing its job. It's doing its job. Fun fact. Um, Lore Forge. Actually, like Sunny has a, a history with Vertech. We have that whole conversation. Um, but Lore Forge, we told them they should sign up to be official content creators the moment they started Lore Forge as a new podcast for Ashes because the quality here is amazing and we oh, support it all the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really very kind of you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do great stuff. We'll put together, well organized. Yeah. Thank you. We gave them our and fax no. number. We're waiting patiently. <laughs> all slow fellas. <laughs> Jamie's beeper in my fax machine. Uh, Yeah, it's around here somewhere. We sent them our application in microfiche. (laughs) (laughs) Sent them a postcard forever ago. I don't know what's going on. I I stapled the check to it and it hasn't come back. I don't know. So good. So good. Well, you can always thank you, Chibi. Yeah, that was sweet. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. You guys have been. Uh, side note, you guys have been, I remember when we were here with Lore Seekers, Cash and I, and you guys were still doing what you're doing now. And you guys are just one of the best in the space for uh, the community love that you give out, the, the kindness and compassion. You're always welcoming and always loving, and you go above and beyond to make people feel that way. So it just doesn't go unnoticed, and you guys are such gems. So, goodness. You can't teach that. Wizzy said it way early. Wizzy said it way early in the chat that she thought that this crew here on this podcast was the the light of Ashes of Creation. And that comes from you guys. You guys have such a, a positive attitude in this thing. And, and we really thank you for everything that you've done for the, the entire space here. So yeah. hats That's off. Very sweet. And if you guys are looking for an alliance. Oh, yes. People who aren't going to stab <laughs> you in the back. That's right. I'm throwing it out there right now. Hey, Aww. this uh, the, this came up in conversation, making like uh, tavern alliances and sharing recipes. If you can yep. discover oh, yeah. recipes by by mixing ingredients randomly, if you can discover established recipes, we'll we'll, we'll join the uh, recipe coalition with you. Ooh, I Absolutely. like it. Oh man, Ooh, I like, like it too. We had a conversation after the show. Mm-hmm. 
We got a, we got a mayor with questionable morals that would happy to facilitate a deal. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, you can always call us 516-875-1776 and you can email us loreforgehq at gmail.com. Sonny. Visit loreforge.com to find all of our links for Ashes of Creation and that includes basically an invite to our community, but... Before I get to that, that is our YouTube as well. Go to YouTube, uh, and that is youtube.com slash at loreforged. And I have to give a huge shout out to the Varen Chef this week, who got a a personal thumbs up from uh, the Intrepid Studios saying that it was a fantastic video. If you have not checked this out, Cash is doing a cooking show called The Varen Chef on our YouTube, and it is spectacular chef's kiss cash you want to you want to tell him anything about the varen chef other than just how proud you are no i'm i'm just i'm super happy like that is that is um i don't even want to say labor love because it's not labor i like i absolutely love every single second of producing the first one and i'm gonna love doing more and yeah like when ashes says when they say something to a content creator it's just i squeed i was like a girl scout when that happened I was super excited, so I'm sorry, but it was it was very true. It um it means a lot to content creators when stuff like that happens. So I was really excited to get this one out, and uh, it is a project that we're gonna that we're gonna continue. We're just gonna keep pumping those out as we can. But I can't get one of those out as fast as I could, or as any of us could say a regular video. It's just the production is a lot to do. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, prep that goes into something like that. So. But anyway, yeah, thank you. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's fun. It's a fun yeah, one. anything Same. that takes like as much time as that did is an actual labor. <laughs> Whether or not it's love or not, you can't deny yeah. that thing takes work. Um, I do love I love the heck out of it though. I was having so much fun. That's so. awesome. It's <laughs> yeah. super fantastic. Go check that out. I think Katie put a link in the in the chat. If you haven't seen it, go to thank our you, uh, go to our YouTube. Twitch, twitch.tv slash loreforged HQ. Chibi, did you see how this one has an HQ on the end? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh, no, it, it, I'm sure that it gives you the cold sweats just thinking about that kind of thing. Uh, I may that's have where, tried rating you guys and forgot the HQ after. <laughs> well, I'm sure the nice okay. people it's at okay. Loreforged okay. really enjoyed that. I don't know what they're streaming about. GB, if you want to make up for it, maybe you could send your mafioso family after uh, the person who has Loreforged. That's right. That'd be yeah. Great. There we go. Perhaps yeah. an offer they can't refuse. I don't I don't know. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Patreon uh, for all of you that are interested uh, in getting our content early, as well as our behind the scenes sort of monthly conversation. I don't know how you could possibly imagine a show being looser than what it is here, but I assure you that it actually is. Uh, that is available only on patreon.com slash loreforgedhq cash. Friends, don't forget to join our Discord community. It is uh, open for everybody, and we're seeing some some really fun, really fun people come in who are playing games with us and just kind of shucking and jiving with us each night. Uh, I want to give a giant shout out to three new Discord members for the week, Laughables, Abertorix, and Toad, who just joined today. Uh, you can follow us on X, follow Jibs at Jibs IRL, follow myself at Cash Quests, and Sunny at You of Coruscant. And don't forget to follow the show at Loreforged HQ. There it is. I'm TV and I endorse this message. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. 
Oh, all right. That's so good. Oh, well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. Have a wonderful week in gaming, and we will see you next week right here on Lore Force. Take care, everybody. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels, adventures. Bye. Bye.